Hey guys, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on adfreeshows.com. The debut of our new Monday Mailbag series is here with a man we love to hate. Longtime WCW and WWE referee Nick Patrick. But they didn't know who was going to be the heel at because of her only that the Montreal screw job on there. I said, I guarantee I promise you, I will be the heel. And that they were going to hate me far worse than him. Watch this. And that, and then I went, how did that happen? And they, they said, you're right. <laughs> 34 years ago, Jim Ross was on the call for the first match in the classic Flair Steamboat Trilogy at Chi-Town Rumble. And now he's watching it back on a bonus watch-along edition of Grilling JR. As far as a match is concerned, Nobody's going to have a better match in 1989 than you just witnessed. So many people, uh, you know, this is what got them hooked on wrestling for life, this match. And Ad Free Shows members sat shotgun alongside Impact star Frankie Kazarian and Eric Bischoff as the pair reflected on their time together in TNA and answered member questions live. I did as good of a job as I could to substitute for Kurt Angle. There's no fill in those shoes, but I did the best I could. Um, I thought we had a great match, and I uh, subsequently tore my tricep <laughs> in that match. So uh, it was it was a roller coaster of emotions of a day, man. But it was it was cool to be put uh, in that position. Like, hey, well, you know, uh, we're throwing you into the main event. It's basically sink or swim. And uh, I think I carried my weight, and it was it was a real real fun experience, man. What I haven't really talked about a whole lot. Hey, that's just a small taste of what AdFree Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why AdFree Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's right. Sign up today at adfreeshows.com. Cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules. Because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? I'm Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back in the snake pit with Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake, we missed you last week. Hacksaw was a great stand-in, but there's no replacing you, my friend. Well, hell, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Man, uh, Hacksaw was tremendous. What a great storyteller. And uh, what's interesting, too, is that I was inspired by our notes today to actually ask Hacksaw to fill in because there's a little bit of overlap, which we're going to get into here in a minute. But, man, uh, appreciate you hooking me up with Hacksaw because he was he was something else. Yeah, he's uh, he's my bud, man. He's 100 percenter. No, no doubt. As good as it gets. And this podcast today is going to be about as good as it gets as well, because we're talking about something that gets requested a lot since we started doing this. And that is, of course, something that's a little bit controversial. Uh, it's your your relationship and rivalry with the Honky Tonk Man. Today, specifically, we're talking about the start of it and a very infamous guitar shot. Um, so without yeah, any further ado, Jake, we can we can jump in. Okay. 
All right, here we go. Uh, so it's the start of 87, and uh, of course, it's, it's starting to sink in that this whole rivalry with Hogan is just not panning out. Uh, we discussed that on the second episode of The Snake yeah. Pit, which is available available now in the archives. But as you're beginning your second year with the WWF, what were you hoping for now that this run with Hogan was looking like it was off the table? Well, it was all up in the air. I didn't know which direction they were going or what they were going to do. I mean, uh, obviously, me as a heel with Hogan did not work out. Mm -hmm. So what they were going to do from there, if they were going to give up on me being a heel or if they weren't, uh, it was up to them, you know, and uh, much to my dismay, they decided to give up on me being a heel. And they did it with Honky Tonk. You know, the really fantastic, strange, whatever you want to call it, million times doesn't happen situation is that going into this, I was the heel, Honky Tonk was the baby face. Coming out of it, Honky Tonk was the heel, and I was the baby face. Normally, you'll have one guy switch. That's no problem. But for both guys to switch at the same time with each other, it doesn't happen. So kudos to Honky Tonk for that. Yeah, the the double turn. You know, it's uh, I know that the only other instance I can really think of was WrestleMania 13 with Bret and Austin. Um, but yeah, it's you're right, does not happen often. So that, that is a really interesting note. Yep, for sure. Um, so you start that you're out, and yeah, you, as you said, it's it's looking like they're starting to position you as a baby face because you're starting to work with uh heels. Uh, yeah. specifically, you're working on some house shows with, of course, uh, Randy Savage, who was uh, starting a pretty yeah. iconic rivalry with Ricky Steamboat, but also King Kong Bundy. Yeah, uh, so I, I don't I don't really picture us being able to talk about Bundy too much. Can, no. What can you tell us about working with him? Oh, I love the guy, man. He was he was funny, you know. I called him tons of fun. <laughs> he didn't much care for that, but uh, Bundy knew what to do in the ring. That's for sure. You know, he was, uh, he knew when to be aggressive. Uh, if anything, anybody ever said anything about Honky, uh, about Bundy, it would be that he was a little bit lazy. <laughs> I know uh, Ernie Ladd back in the day used to have a hell of a time with him back in Mid-South. He used to tell he used to tell Bundy, King Kong Bundy, you're stealing from Mid South. You're nothing but a common thief. That's all you are. You're taking money from the hall. <laughs> I've heard Bruce Pritchard do that same impression, and it is hilarious to picture that. And how's how's Bundy reacting whenever he's getting this? Oh fuck you, Ernie. <laughs> That is great. Monday, come over here and get underneath the learning tree. <laughs> the learning tree, my ass. Um, all right, let's turn to the newsletter for some notes here. Uh, this is from the January 12th, 1987 edition. Uh, the biggest news story and really the two biggest news stories of the past week come from out of the UWF. Both Jim Duggan and the Fantastics have been released from their current contracts effective at the end of this month. Since Duggan was the most popular wrestler in the UWF, this is a major development. Uh, and Duggan will now get a chance to join Titan Sports as he's wanted to for the past three months. So uh, Dave also notes that he's not especially optimistic that Duggan is going to get over, as, as he put it, because no newcomer has gotten over since Jake Roberts came into the company the previous year. So obviously that didn't quite work out. He's got to put his foot in his mouth there because Jim was a huge success. Yeah. Um, so 
uh, I know that Jim and yourself are close. Were you yeah. in close contact with him during this yes. your early time in the WWF? Absolutely, man. I've, Jim, as soon as he got there, we were hooked up by the hips, man. You know, I showed him around, had a lot of fun with him. I know his, his first television that he did, you know, they ran three hours, three hour shows. And uh, we were there and I'd been on the first hour, which was, well, it wasn't unusual, but usually I was on the second and third hours too. But this time I wasn't. So I went out and did my bit. And hell, I'm ready to go. It's not even it's not even 8.30 yet and I'm getting out of the building, which that was just unheard of. Mm -hmm. So I turn around and I see Doug and I said, what are you doing? He goes, I don't know. I'm just waiting, I guess. I'm like, what do you mean waiting? He said, well, <clears throat> I was on the first hour, but I'm not on the second hour or third hour. And I was like, well, hell, get your shit and let's go, man. Come on, we go to the strip bar, buddy. <laughs> So he went and grabbed his stuff, you know, and threw it in his bag. Didn't even get dressed, man. Just threw his shit in the bag and went out the door we went. Well, about 30 minutes down the road, I'm like, Hacksaw, you're too much, man. He goes, what do you mean, brother? I said, man, your first television and you walk out? <laughs> He's like, what? I said, no fucking way I'd have walked out on my first TV, brother. Jesus Christ, because they're always doing extra stuff. And he's like, but you fucking said. I said, you listen to me? Oh, my God. That's another fright that gets you. How dare you listen to Jake the Snake Roberts, brother? He's like, you're fucking asshole. I'll fucking kill you if something happens. Thank God nothing happened. Dude, amazing. And Jim, so Jim told that story. Uh, it would have been yesterday as we're recording this, yeah. but he also told the story of how he got you back. Uh, do you remember oh, what he did? Uh, yeah, prick. <laughs> yeah, we were in Boston or someplace and they had these doors. That, uh, is that the one? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, prick. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we got ready to leave the building and we look outside and there's about 500 fucking people out there, man. And they're all chanting for us. And so we look at it and we're like, God damn, there's our car over there, but we got to get through all those damn people first. How the hell are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. So Jim's, I got it, I got it, I got it. I said, what? He goes, you go down to that end and I'll go down to this end, which is like 10 doors. Mm -hmm. On the count of three, we'll both go. That'll confuse them and they'll get caught up in the clusterfuck. We'll make it. She's so fucking right. Yeah, sounds about as good as anything I got. So we both get in position. One, two, three. And man, I busted out that door. Now you got to remember, I've got my luggage and the snake. <laughs> and I'm fighting through these fucking people, man. And they're just, oh, they've got me, man. I, I'm stopped. And once you stop, you're dead. Because mm -hmm. then they surround you. And I'm dead, man. I, I look up and Hacksaw is still inside. That <laughs> motherfucker. He waited for everybody to come to me and then he just popped out the door and shoo, right straight to the car. <laughs> that asshole. Just amazing. Simple but effective rib. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were many more to come. So I was telling Jim, I'd love to get him on the show with you here at some oh point and hear some of these stories because, God, it would be a blast. Yeah, we'll do that.
we'll work on it um so i do want to note as well uh you know just a few months after this then watts after losing his biggest star he's selling the territory to uh jcp and a lot of people point to this as the end of jim crockett promotions kind of the death knell was purchasing this from watts which it was essentially purchasing nothing he got nothing for it man uh, he he falls in shit and comes out smelling like roses, huh? Yeah, that fucking cocksucker Bill Watts. <laughs> we get off a son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, this really stuck out from February 9th edition of the newsletter. Melter says that there are rumors of Vince McMahon wrestling at WrestleMania three. Uh, that sounds a little suspect to me, but I do have to yeah. ask Jake, you know, we all know 11 years later, Vince is going to be the hottest heel in pro wrestling. Did you see that kind of potential in a character for Vince? Oh, absolutely. You know, why couldn't he make himself the top heel? He's got his hand on the business. Everybody has to do what they, whatever he says, whether it's kissing somebody's ass or, or never mind. The man that kiss your ass club stuff. Uh, well, that said, was about as low as you can get. I don't know what kind of payoffs those guys were getting, but they they must have been massive. Uh, not enough to do that, brother. <laughs> Never enough to do that. No. Uh, we've got this from the February 9th Observer. The New York State Athletic Commission has joined the Ontario SPCA in banning Jake Roberts' snake from the act. I'm certain Jake will be turning babyface. Just don't know how soon it'll happen. He's working against heels as much as babyfaces these days. So it's a pretty short entry there, but a lot to unpack. First of all, what do you remember about dealing with SPCA and New York Athletic Commission? I don't remember dealing with it at all. Oh, really? That was it's, all on Vince. It's news to me. Oh, okay. So maybe a little Meltzer fiction. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, well, Meltzer did get it right when it came to the babyface turn here. Do you yeah. recall who would have been the first to come to you with the idea of the turn? Nobody came to me with it. It was just like a slow progression. It was just a progression, yeah. So, well, so after enjoying this immense uh, success as a heel for a big portion of your, of your career, how did you feel about this kind of gradual turn? Didn't matter to me as long as I was going to be there and be close to the top. I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, I always hear the guys are you know more they they enjoy working uh, heel a lot more than baby. Oh, definitely, face. definitely. I hate being a baby face. What is it about being a baby face that you dislike? Oh, you got to do crowd pleasing stuff. You know, that's just not me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like being a prick. <laughs> Uh, well, the Honky Tonk Man was kind of getting over as a bit of a prick, too. You said he was a baby face, but he was also getting some heat with this kind of Elvis shtick and behaving like yeah. he's Elvis in and out of the yeah. ring. Uh, was he always kind of earmarked as your first opponent to your memory? No. Nope. Was it was somebody else? Uh, no, I had no one. I, it was just brought to me as it happened. Oh, okay. So this is all just kind of happening on the fly. Yeah. Um, up to that point, had you ever worked or, with or been around Honky? Nope. Never around at all. Oh, okay. Well, I've I've heard a lot of mixed stuff about him over the years, and I know that you weren't, you know, on the on the best of terms all the time. But at that time, what did you think about being programmed with him? I don't care who I'm programmed with, man. We're 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 sent out there to do a job, mm -hmm. you know. So I don't have to like the guy I'm wrestling. Well, it's as simple as that. You've said it before. It is just a job. So you yeah. can still go out there and make some magic, whether you like the dude or not. You better be able to. Uh, I, I've heard uh, Eric Bischoff state on his podcast, 83 Weeks, which is also part of our network, that when Honky was in WCW, he was kind of hard to work with and really did kind of fancy himself to be like an Elvis-type character in real life, as famous as Elvis. I mean, were those your impressions of him? 
No, not really. Uh, maybe he was serious and I just didn't take him seriously. I don't know. Mm. In the beginning, yeah. I had no problems with Honky Tonk at all. Okay. I enjoyed working with him. The only thing I didn't enjoy was that one guitar shot. Hard to blame you there uh, with, with what's coming up here. We've got this from the 223 Observer. All the talk in wrestling right now is the WrestleMania show on 329 at the Pontiac Silverdome, plus probably around 150 closed-circuit sites around the country and lots of pay-per-view av availability as well. I actually watched a complete Titan TV show this week, and it was so impressive. It was scary the way that they've got the Hogan-Andre thing built up. My expectations are are that no one or that this one will be bigger than either of the first two. So this statement stood out to me because Meltzer would have it right again. WrestleMania three was a massive hit and still considered by many to be the biggest WrestleMania ever. Uh, you had worked at WrestleMania the previous year against George yeah. Wells, but uh, but this one did this one have a whole different feel for you? Oh my God, it was twenty times bigger. Twenty times bigger. Just uh, just the whole setup. Uh, everything that was involved. They had everybody at one place doing everything. It was just incredible. It really was. Man, it's mind-boggling. Gonna set big, big records. I mean, you know, it's you would you'd work some really big shows in Mid-South and, and elsewhere up to this point, yeah. and certainly with the WWF now, but nothing compared to this. I mean, as you're kind of seeing the numbers, <coughs> uh, what are you what are you thinking about this giant opportunity in front of a massive crowd? I'm thinking, how bad am I going to get screwed on this payoff? <laughs> what, what what made you always, uh, or what made you feel like there was there was going to be uh, some fuckery with your payoff? Oh, because there always is. <laughs> I've never had a payoff that was exactly right. <laughs> so it should always be the most, right? It should be, but it's not. <laughs> well, Meltzer continues to lay out the predicted card, and I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you one thing. Mm-hmm. Cooper made more than I did. Alice Cooper did? Yeah. You're a bigger star than Alice and Cooper. He, he didn't fucking wrestle. <laughs> now, I did hear somebody say, this, is a, this isn't this is in the notes, it's just something I heard recently, that uh, that Alice Cooper was afraid of the snake? That no, nah, he wasn't right afraid of the snake. Hell no. Yeah, it's you know I saw that online, and I was like, I, doesn't he have no. snakes in his act? No, he just didn't like the fact that it was so big. Okay, so that's probably where the well, story came from. It fucking outweighed him. <laughs> well, he's like a buck twenty soaking wet. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Melton continues to lay out the predicted card, and here's what he had to say about you: Jake Roberts versus Honky Tonk Man. Jake will be a full fledged baby face before this takes place, and along with Jim Duggan, the Can Ams and Steamboat will have to carry Titan on that side through the early summer. Unless they work an angle on TV where Jake gets beaten up, my guess is this will end indecisively and will work to start up a new feud. In other words, Jake is going to bleed and get beat up on after the match, probably with either a gimmick or interference. So he was he was right in part, I guess. Um, he, he references that yourself, Duggan, and the Can-Ams and Steamboat would have to carry the company. He says that because Hogan is getting more acting opportunities at this time. Uh, does anybody yeah. come to you and say anything to you about these high expectations for yourself? Nope. Not a word. Never once. Not once. Well, it's, it's you know, you were uh, you were on your way to becoming a babyface, as we've discussed, and you kind of were you really helped to light the, the show on fire with uh, with, you know, how over you were with the audience. Yeah. 
Um, so we, we are going to cover WrestleMania 3 in a future episode. But for now, I want to ask, uh, by around this time, all the news has been revealed of celebrity guests and, and all of the sort. When did they come to you with the Alice Cooper business? Uh, fairly early on. They asked me how I felt about it. I fucking know, oh, man. I, I popped. You know, uh, growing up uh, in high school, School's Out for Summer was the number one song my senior year. Man. So, fuck yeah, Alice Cooper, oh my God. I was a big mark for Alice. I remember going to meet him at the Mayflower Hotel in New York City to do a photo shoot. And I'm like on pins and needles waiting for him to come through the door. And he comes through the door and he runs to me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> he was a big mark for me, so... We both got our jollies. Dude, just just amazing. Now, you're in New York City with a guy that you liked, and he obviously was a big fan of yours. Are you guys, after this photo shoot, are you guys, like, going out? No, bars? Man. Are you kidding? I had to go make a town. <laughs> the work never stops. Nope. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, guys, let's take a little break from talking about the Honky Tonk Man to talk about how you can have restaurant-quality steak delivered right to your door with Backyard Butchers. That's right, guys, the wait is over. You can get quality steak, free shipping, period. You got to check out Backyard Butchers, guys. Get steakhouse-quality bulk meat specials, responsibly sourced from America's farms, delivered right to your door. Imagine opening up a box of high-quality steak and being able to recreate that steakhouse experience right in your own backyard for less than grocery store prices. We all know those those prices are skyrocketing, and Backyard Butchers has the way for you to cut out the middleman. That's right. You can cut out the grocery store, have this meat delivered straight to your door, and get the best deal of your life with Backyard Butchers. You know, guys, with Backyard Butchers, I've quickly become an expert in making perfect restaurant-quality meals right here in my home for less than I'd spend at the grocery store. You know, my wife and I have run through this box from Backyard Butchers, but we ordered more, and thanks to our promo code SNAKE, S-N-A-K-E, we're going to get free shipping and four free ribeyes for life. That's not just one order of free ribeyes with with your next order. Nope. Every single time you order from now on, you get four free ribeyes. And guess what? You don't have to even subscribe to this. You can stop anytime you'd like, but you're not going to want to stop with Backyard Butchers. And guys, like I was saying, I am not an expert in the kitchen. I'm certainly not an expert when it comes to making steaks, but Backyard Butchers has you covered not only with the high quality meat, but they can help you with grilling tips to get the most flavor out of your meat. Uh, and you can chat with Backyard Butchers, Seasoned Butchers online seven days a week. Uh, all you've got to do is go to BackyardButchers.com. to get 100% American beef, pork, and chicken responsibly sourced from the farms all across the heartland of America with Backyard Butchers. The meat is fresh, it's safely packaged, and delivered to your door in an eco-friendly insulated box. 
For a limited time, Backyard Butchers are offering listeners of this podcast a special introductory deal. Get 15% off free shipping and four free ribeyes for life with every subscription. That's four free premium restaurant quality juicy ribeyes delivered directly to your door on your monthly subscription at significantly less than those growing grocery store prices. Don't wait. Get your hands on some, on some of the best steak, chickens, and seafood you'll ever taste and make your next steak night an event to remember. Visit BackyardButchers.com and use promo code SNAKE to get 15% off your order. Again, that's BackyardButchers.com and the promo code is SNAKE for free shipping and four free ribeyes for life. Guys, support our podcast. Fill up your freezer with some delicious meats that you can break out anytime. Summer and spring is coming up. I know you're going to be grilling out. Make the most of it with BackyardButchers.com and use that promo code SNAKE. So between the new expectations for your character and this uh, monumental event in the works, uh, where's your head at before this incident with the honky tonk man takes place? I was in a good place, man. I was just uh, hitting and bipping, man. Dipping and docking. <laughs> so d- d- despite this, uh, this slow transition to becoming a baby face, you're, you're feeling good. You're, you're optimistic that, Hey, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to paint the picture. You were this really over heel through all of 1986. You had gotten yeah. over in a huge, huge way. And now all of a sudden they're like, Hey, you're having great success. Now you're a baby face. I mean, yeah. there was, there was no nervousness on your part. Not at all. Not at all. You knew you'd you have know, it. Regardless. It didn't surprise me that I was a heel with Hogan. That I was a baby face. It didn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. I was so over at the time that anything they put me with, I was going to shatter. You know, I yep. was that hot. You were red hot, you know, especially following the Ricky Steamboat business yeah. uh, and, you know, the infamous uh, promo of you in the shower with, with Damien. Yeah. Just- Man, you would you would lit it on fire as as a heel, and now all of a sudden there's this big change. But hey, uh, to your point, uh, you didn't have any reason to be nervous. You were carrying it. Yeah. Um. Well, Melter reference working an angle on TV, and that's exactly what happened. It'll be our only clip this week from Superstars, February twenty first, nineteen eighty seven. Let's have a quick look back. I'll quit. I'll quit. I know that you want to do this. I want you to go ahead and make a complete idiot of yourself and sing something. I'm not gonna make an idiot of myself, but I'm fixing this thing. I know they're all ready out there. Are you ready, Colonel? Ready. You ready, Colonel? Here, I'll hold the microphone over here and the snake over here. Just keep the snake back. The honky tonk man's ready. I know. I'll... Shut your filthy mouth. Okay, here we go now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll. What's wrong with my guitar? You two guys are too much, you know that? You two guys ain't got no guts. Your voice stinks. Your voice stinks. You know what I mean? Huh? You know what I mean? You made an idiot of yourself. (laughs) 
man a hard video to watch knowing what we know now about yeah. the whole situation um yeah. you know it's honky tonk man has stated vehemently over the years that the guitar was so gimmicked that he pushed his thumb into the back of it and was concerned it would break before he got to use it i mean i'm yeah, calling, right. i'm calling bullshit here because we yeah, just saw right. that clip and that guitar had no give None at all, man. The first shot didn't budget at all. And my only problem with the shot was he hit me in the head with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was from the side. He caught me from the side. So it was a it was a chicken shit shot. It wasn't right. Man, it just absolutely brutal. And like I said, you know, watching it back now, it's like you just cringe seeing it. Because, uh, you know, you, you see Jeff Jarrett smash a guy with a guitar. and the guitar Oh, my God, it turns into powder. It busts into a million pieces. And yeah. that one just looked like it didn't move a bit. Not until after he hit me across the back with it. But you can see that him hitting me across the back, he wasn't laying it in then. No, it's I, I think he saw that you were, you were hurt. And oh, I was so, hurt. And so he's trying to ease up. Um, and, bad. and he had to have known it. How could you not after you strike somebody with something and you feel that kind of a solid clang yeah. like he had to? Yeah, it, uh, was, he... Uh, it was brutal, man. Now, I know you've you've told this story uh, in the past. Uh, what, what was the exact damage that was done to your neck by this shot? C6 and C7 were, were completely turned to dust. Oof. They just uh, they, they exploded inside my neck and against my spinal cord. Um, Lucky it didn't cripple me. Um, and I probably wouldn't have been as injured as I was, but I didn't quit wrestling. I kept on wrestling for two years mm -hmm. before I had the surgery. That's on me. But uh, the shot itself was on honky tonk. And then I'd like to say that, you know, I always liked honky tonk. I, I thought the gimmick was great. Uh, super gimmick and uh i liked what he did in the ring uh it's the things he does outside of the rings that causes problems for us and I, i'd like for it to stop it needs to stop before somebody else gets hurt you yes know, I'm, I'm not saying i'm going to do this or do that but i'm just uh you know you can only take so much and uh i need we need to let bygones be bygones if I can forgive you for hitting me with a bad shot, then you ought to be able to forgive me for anything I've said or done. So, and it's went both ways. We've both thrown some shit out there that shouldn't have been said, but, uh, you know, either we can stop it and get on with our lives or we can keep it going and no telling them what the fuck will happen. Cause when guys get old, they get tired. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you get tired, you do things that you normally probably wouldn't have done. And uh, I'm tired. And I'll just leave it at that. That's well said, Jake. You know, it's uh, as of as of right now, you know, we're talking about 36 years ago that this happened. So, yeah, it's what the fuck, man? time to time to put it in the past, uh, you know, and any, old. yeah, no. And, and I don't blame you. I know you've probably talked about this thing to death. So uh, hopefully this will mark the last. Uh, hopefully this will mark the last time you have to even discuss. Well, it. I will def I definitely know that it'll be the last time. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that works. Now it might be a silly that question. Or, that or when they arrest me for doing something else stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be a silly question, but I think it is worth asking. Uh, do you think that there was any ill will on the part of Honky Tonk Man? I don't think so. Uh, I think he just you know he threw the shot in there and it looked like a good time to throw it. He did it. You know, I don't think that he was intentionally trying to hurt me. 
uh, I just think he threw a bad shot. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't picture him going out there and saying like, "I think I'm going to try to end Jake's career." I'm going to try to cripple now. him. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there was, you know, there was the wall on one side of us. So it was me turning. He probably, he, you know, he threw it the only place he could throw it. Yeah. No, it's you know, to your point, there was kind of a, a restricted area. Yeah. Um. So he he threw it. He, he gave it his best. The guitar was not yeah. properly gimmicked. It's it just wasn't, what it is. No doubt about that. And as a matter of fact, uh, Bruce Pritchard on his podcast that's in our network, Something to Wrestle, um, he explained that it was he was not yet with WWF at this time, but yeah. uh, later heard the story of what happened and that it was a high quality guitar that was purchased for the angle. Yeah. Um, he said it was gimmicked in the sense that it was pre-cut so that it would yeah. break more easily over Robert's head. But not enough. Right. But there was an additional support rod as well, yeah. uh, which yeah. is referred to as a truss rod in the guitar that was yeah. not removed. Uh, so it made it made no, it. Stiff. Was, I, I remember they them cutting it in the back and not thinking about the fiberglass that was on it mm -hmm. because it was fiberglassed over the wood. And my wife picked fiberglass out of my back for about two weeks. Oh, God. And that shit you can't see. You'd have to, you have to lay a piece of cloth on it and drag it across it real slowly. Yeah. And then you'd find, you'd feel a piece. And then she has to take her fingers and try to feel it. Oh, so, just miserable. Yeah. Like, like having little shards of glass in your back. Yeah, exactly. Miserable. I'm sure it was hard for you to sleep with that shit going on. You're on the road. You're hurt. Yeah. Yeah, you got glass in your back. Not glass, but fiber glass. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Just awful. And, you know, Bruce has also stated that following this incident, uh, he was taught how to properly gimmick a, a guitar so no such thing would happen again. So, I yeah. mean, you know, the fact that they're taking steps to gimmick guitars properly now, just, you know, it, it, it indicates, like, this was not done correctly. You were put yeah. in a dangerous position. Sure as fuck was. Well, I should have done what my lawyer said. Which was sue the fuck out of them. <laughs> Honestly, what my lawyer said. There's there's an argument to be made that way He's, for sure. You get several million and never have to work again. Blah 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 blah. But I told him, I said, man, it's what I want to do. I want to wrestle. I want to mm -hmm. perform, man. I want to go out there and do this. That's my own fault. Well, it's it's your passion, you know, and yeah, so it was, it's, man. It and something, yeah, something that you're used to doing. Who wants to get off the road? And here's the other thing, uh, you know, it, now you're you're in the on the biggest stage in professional wrestling. You're having a lot yeah. of success. Uh, yeah. So you, you continue to work with the injury, which is really remarkable. And and yeah, points, to the, fact, going, points to the fact going, man. Points to the fact that you're on medication. It's also it's also that's when the medication started too, though. You know, the pills. You know, taking pills, taking pills. More bills, more bills. Yeah, that's when it started. Uh, did you ever have any neck issues prior to this? No. Never? No. What, what can you tell us about balancing this period of time uh, with the travel and the bumps while dealing with this neck <sighs> issue? I tried everything, man. I went to chiropractors. I went to multiple chiropractors, probably a, a dozen or so different ones trying to get something done to it to alleviate the pain just to make it go away for a moment mm -hmm. and nothing worked um, the pills would dull it they, it would dull it down quite a bit if i took enough of them but that was a problem too you know trying to find trying to keep enough of them on hand right because i'm definitely taking way more than you need to
or way more than you should. Uh, I remember taking, you know, probably 10 a day and uh, the bottle said three a day. Oh man. So I was taking 10 to, 10 to 12, sometimes up to 15 a day. I know I chew them up three at a time, which I tell you, whatever you do, don't chew them. Okay. That's what I'm doing then. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the amount of pain that you had to be dealing with, we've talked about how the travel was hard on your body. Now you've got a neck oh, yeah. issue on top of it. Yeah, You're taking it bumps regularly. Man. Yeah. It's hard to blame you for trying to just find some kind of relief. And yeah. And, you know, honky tonk man, uh, you know, in, in years past when he's been asked about it, he would point to the fact he was like, as you said, Jake, Jake stayed on the road for two years before he had surgery. So he couldn't have been that hurt, which is silly, of course, because yeah. you were getting you were getting paid based on the amount of appearances that you were making. That's right. And as I mentioned earlier, it's looking like Hogan is going to be very busy and you're now a baby face. So yeah. there's this there's there are these giant shoes to fill. It's like yeah. uh, who, who would have taken the time off? Nobody. No, nobody. No, there's you know, no way. I, I've never considered myself a tough guy, but I will tell you this. I can take some pain. I've lived with pain all my life. Not from wrestling, just mind pain. Mm -hmm. And the things I went through as a kid, the things I grew up and went through were all very, very, very painful. But... That neck injury, man, was so intense, and it was just all the time. And it gets to the point you don't know if you're hurting or not because you feel you just feel the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't even know is it still hurting, or am I just is this the way I'm supposed to feel? And that's when it gets crazy. Man, it's uh, the mental toughness from, as you as you said, everything that you had to deal with uh, in your childhood, some hard times, and, you know, just the mental toughness it takes to become a success in professional wrestling. So yeah. all the stuff that happened to you as a kid aside, all the success that you had and all the hard miles that you had to put in, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, you were you were prepared to deal with it, but, you know, there's there's repercussions for, for the toughness at times. Yeah, you got to pay the price sooner or later, bro. Well, Jake, we aren't done talking about Honky Tonk Man yet. Uh, someday we're going to cover WrestleMania 3 and, and the build-up to all of that. And, you know, certainly an iconic moment for you in front of a huge crowd with, uh, with Alice Cooper, of course. But for now, uh, let's just do a couple quick fan questions and we'll get out the door. Yep. All right. AFS Ben Jones asks, what did Vince say about the guitar shot, knowing how much damage it had done to you? Nothing. Never brought it up? Nothing at all. No, sir. Wow. Did you expect him to take for it? No. <laughs> you know, I certainly don't expect him to take any responsibility for it uh, based on, he you know. He didn't say shit. He didn't ask me how I was. didn't ask me nothing. Man, that is that is just absurd. Yeah. Um, Edward Kern asks, uh, wanted to know, was Honky Tonk Man ever remorseful for the crazy hit with the guitar? Not that I know of. Did you guys talk about it backstage afterwards? Nope. Never once you just no. hammered on. Yeah, man, that's another indication of of the toughness because I think you know most guys they would get hurt and say like I'm going to confront this guy about it. Yeah, Jimmy Hart did, but uh, Honky Tonk, I don't remember saying too much about it. Well, as, he just you, played it off. As you put out there earlier, it's 36 years. Uh, I think it's time for to, yeah. to bury the hatchet. I hope you yeah, guys can make it to, happen. Well, I already have. If he wants to keep going, that's on him. 
Well, Jake, I know that you've got a role, so we'll get out of here. But first, I do want to tell everyone that next week is another significant anniversary from 86. Uh, our next episode is going to drop on March 7th, which is just one week removed from the anniversary of your blow-off match in Mid-South with yeah. Dick Slater uh, before making your way up to Connecticut. Dirty Dick! Yeah. Man, I am psyched to hear some Dick Slater stories. I've heard some wild stuff over the years, and I know you've probably got some great things. Uh, probably one or two. <laughs> well and also jake it's something that you called the biggest pop of your career we're gonna have to cover it yeah we're talking about dick slater it's the ddt on dark journey yeah absolutely the biggest pop of my career i'm psyched about it excited to watch it back and see some clips and guys we're excited to be bringing you guys some new fresh fun content every single week uh we've been posting about it on social media but in case you've missed it you can get your product or message on our podcast when you go to advertisewithsnake.com if you're listening to this, there's a very strong probability that we're targeting the the exact demo you're looking to attract. Absolutely. Uh, so you are going to see results if you advertise with us. So again, go over to advertisewithsnake.com and get your message on our huge network of listeners. Uh, also, you guys have got to go check out jakethesnakeshop.com for rare signed collectibles signed by the man himself there, Jake the Snake. You are constantly reloading that with, with awesome new stuff. And man, that those Sinbodi original sculptures oh, yeah, are just man. beautiful sculptures are unbelievable people need to take advantage of this because they're not going to last forever and uh they're one of the kinds no doubt but want to get your hand on one go to the shop we got it because uh they are they are freakingly good man that's jake the snake shop.com and, and to jake's point there's a limited supply of these so yeah. i know they hand painted man hand painted hand painted uh and it's i know that collectors are, are very much about scarcity and you want to talk about scarce how about one of these very very rare figures signed by jake you're just yeah. not going to find it after a few years nope. um not even that long <laughs> no yeah probably honestly inside of six months they're going to be rare yeah, and gonna, very very they're going to be gone Get over to jakesnakeshop.com before it's too late. Uh, also, go over to Jake's Cameo page, cameo.com forward slash jakesnake. There's some incredible reviews over there, and Jake always blows people away with his messages. Absolutely, man. Got to have some fun. People always do. That's cameo.com forward slash jakesnake. We've also got some really cool vintage-style merch available to boxagimmicks.com, so get over there and check it out. We are constantly reloading that as well. Get us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snakepitpod for short clips from our show, highlights, and some exclusive content. Uh, we also did a giveaway for subscribers recently there uh, of, of an autographed rare Jake figure. So, I mean, it pays to be a subscriber over on our YouTube. Get over there. Like, subscribe, hit the notifications bell. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, and give us a five-star review on all platforms. That helps us out a bunch. Also, a reminder, you can get The Snake Pit and all the other shows in our network early and ad-free on adfreeshows.com starting at just $9 a month. It's less than 15 cents an episode each month. Just get over there and check it out. You're not going to regret it. Also, catch Jake on Twitter at JakeSnakeDDT, on Instagram at JakeTheSnakeDDT, and on Facebook at RealJakeTheSnake. Follow me on Twitter at MarcusPDAngelo, and follow the podcast on all platforms, the Snake Pit Pod. Go ahead and drop your questions there, because we're doing a once or an Ask Jake Anything, something like once a month. Yeah, uh, Jake, I'm going to let you get on the road. I know you're busy as ever. Which yeah, is we're going to fly to Phoenix, man. Hey, dude, enjoy it. Safe travels, and thank you guys for joining us here again in the Snake Pit. I just want to encourage anybody out there before I leave, if you've got a grudge that you're holding against somebody, it's nothing but poison in your own system, man. That poison will wind up eating you alive. Don't hold on to something for 36 years. It's not worth it. It really isn't. So my, my thing to honky is I wish you the best, and I hope that all things work for you.
Jake, that's a that's an awesome way to close the show. And I know that today it was it was not something that you were necessarily looking forward to discussing no. because I, I know that you are, are done kind of poisoning yourself with the, the hate and the negativity. Yeah. So I appreciate you bearing with me. It's just something that our fans wanted to hear. And I'm, no, I'm, really, glad, I'm really glad to hear that you're ready to move on. All right. Take care, guys. See you next time. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. By now, guys, you know, I love talking about old wrestling. What you might not know is it's not my real passion. My real passion is helping people save money. My real passion is getting families out of apartments and into houses. My real passion is getting people's finances aligned so they can retire on time. I hated going to Walmart and seeing the greeter being 80 years old. She should not be working. She should be home. Why is she still working? Because she still has a mortgage. I want to help avoid that for you. The other thing I want to help you with, let's make sure your kids don't get saddled with student loans. If you've got a student loan, why did you get one? Maybe because your parents still had a mortgage. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm being sincere. There's only so much money to go around. What I want to help you do is figure out where you are right now and where you want to be long-term. And I do it at SaveWithConrad.com. I've been doing mortgages for more than 20 years. And during all that time, we've helped tens of thousands of families change their life. I mean, routinely, we're helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks a month, but more importantly, get them out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. But if you don't think it can happen for you, let me just tell you this. We are not the bank. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. We're going to get you a game plan on how to improve your credit, how to save a little bit of cash and how to get into that dream house. Maybe you're already in the house, but it would be nice if someday we could put a pool in the back or one day we want to upgrade to hardwood floors or remodel the kitchen or get a badass master bathroom. I can help you do all of that with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. Check it out. SaveWithConrad.com, NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And hey, y'all, don't take my word for it. Check us out. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. And as if that's not enough, go look at our reviews. Read them and weep, haters. ConradReviews.com. You'll see more than a thousand five-star reviews. Our average review is 4.72 stars. Find out how much money you can save. Take control of your life in 2023 by taking control of your finances. We're going to show you how to keep more of your own money. If you've got credit card debt, what are you paying on that? 14%, 28%, you know you can do better. With the mortgage though, you may not know this, the interest you pay is tax deductible. And we can even show you how to skip your next two house payments. So if you can get a lower monthly payment, pay your debt off faster, get a greater tax deduction at the end of the year. And right now, right after the holidays, skip your next two payments. Buddy, this is the biggest no brainer in the history of the world. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. Or hey man, shoot me an email directly. Conrad at savewithconrad.com.